Um, Mic uh, check. I just want to see how loud I am. I'm going to move this a little. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. God. <laughs> it's all falling apart. <laughs> I literally have this on my saxophone case. Okay, I think we're good. I just can't make any sudden movements. You would play a saxophone, too. Thanks. Do you make you eye contact that. with, when you play it, do you make eye contact with people and say, watch me play my saxophone? <laughs> no, I've never done that, but I will from now on. Welcome to the Art of the Dive and what a dive it is. Game week five just about done here. We still have one more match today, Monday, coming up this afternoon. But for the most part, the week is sad and almost over. Game week six is around the corner to try to cheer us up. I'm not holding that in very high regard, though. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, I've been better. Pretty shit. Pretty shit week, all in all. Yeah, tough, tough work. Uh, moving, new, new place, new home. Hurricanes, hobos, animals, alligators. I mean, alligators. Yeah. yeah, pretty, uh, pretty rough thus far for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to carry us this week. I didn't watch a single minute of soccer, nor will I today, as I am going to have to keep doing repairs and painting in in our house. Yeah. Uh, well, the good news is I watched a ton of soccer when I worked a, a 12-hour day on Saturday. Um, oh, nice. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. And then yesterday I did get to actually sit down and, and watch a, a little bit. So that's a plus. Uh, you know, for me, Jake, it does put it in perspective a bit, doesn't it? I mean, the FPL's fun and we try, right? We tried in the FPL pretty hard and put a lot of time into it. So we obviously want to do well, but... Um, it does check you once in a while when all the life things kind of get in the way, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, it would have helped to have a good FPL week to kind of balance it out, but that wasn't the case. So, so no, because that's how, that's how life works, right? (laughs) So like when things are bad, it's really important that life makes it as bad as possible. And it's FPL, I think, is is a dangerous game in that regard, right? Like, it's almost as if the gods watch how the rest of your life is going. And then while you're laying there bleeding out, they walk over and just stomp on your nuts. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, let's just see what it takes to tip them over the edge with FPL. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people are on the struggle bus a little bit. Um, Crate Digger wrote in, and this kind of starts off our questions and big picture topics for the week. Um, and he said, uh, following the carnage of recent weeks, is 900K the new 90K? <laughs> Probably should have just made it 100K and a, a hun- the, you know, 1 million. But yeah, I, I think so. I think so, Crate Digger. It's oh, been, yeah, I think it's been like this for a lot of people in the FPL community. Um, I mean, a lot of people are having fine years, don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of people that traditionally have done quite well are struggling a bit this year. Um, I don't know, maybe that the tides are turning a bit in terms of what types of players are performing. We'll get into that during the pod today. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely been tough for a lot of managers to start the season. Uh, and I don't know. I think it brings the next question that actually just comes from me that I added to the pod today. And I said, is it actually too early to begin reevaluating expectations for how you're going to perform this year? Um, We talked about this last year a lot, especially after your minus 80, right, Jake? Like when Mm -hmm. the season's not going well, 
what do you do? And and that's what you did, right? You sat down and you said, okay, obviously I started off the season fine. I'm an idiot and I took a minus 80. Uh, and then you had to sit down and say, well, what am I going to do going forward here to try to find some success in my season? So some people online are saying, oh, it's too early to be doing that. But I, I don't necessarily think so. What are your thoughts on that, Jake? Well, now that I wild carded this week, I I think it's time. I think it's because now I'm not going to be making wholesale changes to my team anymore. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think we we both wild carded. You were talking about it. I kind of decided midweek. I don't know if it's because of the international break gave me too much time, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's too early. And and the reason being is templates form no matter how much you can argue. So unless you want to try to go completely away from players like Pookie, um, you know, Sala, Mane, Aguero, KDB, then yeah, maybe you'll make ground, but you also could just get worse, you know, depending on which players you try to pick and choose. Um, That's how I feel about it personally. Yeah, can we rewind for a minute though? Remember that time that I told you there was no way you'd be able to hold your wild card and you were like, oh, I can hold it. I won't just blow it all in one place. Like, I'll be fine. And then yeah. all of a sudden, just randomly, you like text me, you're like, yeah, I played my wild card. <laughs> it's the it's the long break. Uh, at least I played it correctly this year. So again, getting better. Um, this may be the first time I will be taking a red arrow the week of a wild card though that's how crazy this week was yeah it was crazy it's like everyone fucking scores and nobody plays defense anymore in the premier league well why would you when you can bang goals you know chicks dig chicks dig goals you know they they do so do dudes it's 2019 so just saying four stars uh, okay, um, Thomas Bracken wrote in, thoughts on ignoring previous season's data and trends at the start of the new season. Uh, premium defense was great last season. Now it's not feeling like it is. Premium forwards were mostly not value last season. Now seem like the way to go. Is this just more proof that you should set up your team as flexible as possible game week one and uh, leave open, oh, leave your mind open to all possibilities in the first few weeks? I think it's a good point. We talked, uh, FPL Sexy, I think, wrote in a question similar to this, um, like before in the preseason pods, asking a little bit about how legitimate previous data and trends are um, from, from the last season rolling into the new season. And we, I think, answered that by saying, you know, I think that historical data for players uh, is still important. Um, obviously has to be taken with a grain of salt because a lot of teams change or players change teams. But I think knowing that a specific FPL player has had years and years in a row of high FPL performance is obviously a piece of data worth considering. Um, But I think that Thomas makes a good point. Um, The thing about the premium forwards, and I think we can just address this now, right? So he says premium forwards were mostly not value last season and now seem the way to go. Premium forwards are worth having in your team if they go on a run, a goal scoring run. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Um, So for example, Aguero, uh, Aubameyang right now are both players that are going on runs that are scoring multiple goals in bunches. Last year, what happened was a lot of the premium forwards 
their goals were spread out. So they still finished on 20, 25 goals, but those goals were spread out throughout the season. Whereas Aguero now has obviously just banged a bunch of goals at the beginning of the year. Of course, it'd be great to have him on your team right now. Um, I don't know if that he can continue scoring at this clip. If he does, he's going to finish with like 40 goals this year, which would be pretty ridiculous. Um, never put it past him. But uh, but that's kind of my thoughts on that. I mean, I think Thomas makes a good point. Like flexibility in that game week one team is important. Uh, but I still stand by what we've said before and that, that we need to make sure we have good value within the team and that the funds are well distributed. I, I agree. And I think... To be fair, I will admit when I make a mistake, I think I was a little bit poor in my team balance to begin the year because I the years that I have seriously played FPL, which haven't been many, premium defense has always been very successful by this time in the year. Um, and the, the goals just haven't been flowing in. I mean, look at the premium top teams and look at the goals in their games this week. I know it's not been every week so far, but it's kind of been like that Chelsea Wolves, two top, you know, seven, eight sides in the Premier League. You can't really argue that. Five goals and two goals apiece. That's crazy. Norwich, Man City, you know, like we thought, I thought Man City was going to just destroy Norwich. Um, I don't know if it's because maybe Man City had more players playing on international break where like Norwich didn't. So they had more time to prepare. Um, but three to two, that's, I mean, that's a ton of goals. Uh, Bournemouth Everton, three and one. Like you, we, you know, you don't usually see that many goals in a week. Even Liverpool can't keep a clean sheet anymore. So, I think from now on, I will try to have a more balanced roster at the beginning of the season, but I agree with you. I don't think you can say premier forwards are necessary at this point in time, not with like guys like Pookie, Abraham, Wilson. Um, I should have just stuck with Wilson this year. Yeah, you Uh, fucked that up. Yeah, I did fuck that up. They're they're all scoring a ton of goals. It doesn't even matter. I think the biggest error that a lot of top managers who usually do well made is they just put so much money into defense and it hasn't paid dividends yet. Yeah, it's all it's just a lottery, right? I mean, you're putting your money where statistically you think you can get the most return. And yeah, uh, I mean, yeah you, you, you could, struck out. A lot of managers struck out on that. You could have put, you know, stuck with Lundstrom, um and like guys like Peters from Burnley you know and a few other like 5.0 midfielders or like an Everton guy and you would be fine and you could have put all your money into midfield and forward this year and that's probably what's working the best for the managers that are doing well but yeah. usually that's not the case for the past couple of years oh. um well I guess let's just roll into how we did then uh it's it's pretty bad it's quite bleak um I guess I'll go first this time, Jake. How about that? All right. All right. Okay. So um, I played my wild card last week, which I said I was going to on the podcast. Um, I am on uh, 39 points and I'm done. So the average this week was 49. My game week rank is 5.2 million. Um, yes. Needless to say, I'm, a re- I'm reevaluating what's possible for me uh, this season. I... I do not feel like when I look at my team, I don't think the team looks bad, but uh, the results just have not come, which is pretty frustrating. So Pope, Alexander-Arnold, Dinge, Matip, and Atamendi uh, scored a total of three, four, five, six, seven, eight points between those five players. 
Um, Salah was the vice captain. Sterling was the captain. So Salah returned to goal. Uh, Ceballos is um, a one-pointer for me, pulled off in the 59th minute. Uh, De Bruyne didn't start, one point. Uh, Thankfully, I had Tammy Abraham, who uh, scored a bajillion goals on both ends of the pitch. And then Barnes uh, with a solid two-pointer. So, yeah. All in all, like looking at my team, it's it's a bit more balanced now. Uh, I have what I thought were some pretty decent players, but you know, I'm just gonna finish this season ranked around five million is kind of the plan. Uh, so things are things are good. I'm feeling good about it, Jake. How did you do? Uh, I did pretty terrible as well. I also wildcarded, as said earlier. My back line got me a total of eight points. Um, that's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't understand. I went with Matip and uh, Trent. I, I really thought Liverpool would kind of pull it together. Um, I went with Otamendi and hung on to Dinge for now. <clears throat> and then Pope in the back as well. And then what I tried to do is put a little bit more money into midfield and forward. And I just, you know, kind of struck out. I mean, I went with Mane instead of Salah, which good um but i hung on to de bruyne and i hung on to sterling and sterling is frustrating me uh captain dim i think that was you know something that we should talk about a little bit and then i had abraham and barnes and i have hauler left um cantwell was on my bench Uh, you know again i agree my team seems to look good it just isn't doing well at all um, so I'm sorry, it? and I don't know if I said I ended up with 44 um, with Holler to play. Okay, so you're not like you're not in that bad of shape. You have one more player to go still. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, not a lot of people own him, so if he bangs a goal or two, that will really help me. And I, I think he can against Villa. I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, Mark wrote in: Is it time for Jake to give Marco lessons on how to play FPL? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no on that. I I don't nope. Yeah. I would also say no. I would say no. Um, because it's not like my team's doing that fantastic either. I'm just like the smart kid in a dumb row. Or the dumb dumb kid in a dumber row. I don't what whatever you say. (laughs) I don't know that. Yeah, there's a saying like that. Um Yeah, yeah, you're like the idiot kid in school of idiots. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, I don't something know. like that. Uh, has Jake... Mark also asked this. I don't know what why he wants to know about your jizz, but he said, has Jake ever tried an iced PSL? And has Jake ever jizzed in his pants Lonely Island style while drinking a PSL? I do appreciate the pop culture reference to Lonely Island. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I will say, now that I've been in Florida, I've only drank drunk... Drunk? Consumed, um, you could use. That's consumed, easier. Consumed, yeah. I've only yeah. consumed... It's. I had a rough week, guys. I only consumed ice PSL so far, uh, if you'll be happy to know. And there's also a new pumpkin um, cold foam, uh, which is really good. So, Starbucks really needs to start paying me. Yeah, hashtag um, sponsored, hashtag Starbucks, am I right? Yeah. The um, second question, the ones- I'm just going to leave up to your imagination, Mark. Well, that's probably the worst way to handle that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just, I mean, I think you're trying to, 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 you know, to dodge that question. But I think anytime anyone asks you about jizz, you should probably just address that head on, you know? Um, I mean, so now the guy's going to be like, oh, yeah, Jake 
jizzes in his PSLs and then drinks his own stuff. Like, delicious. He said, I could do whatever I want in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, Mark asks, can Jake pretend it's halftime at the Super Bowl and give Marco the pep talk of his life to redeem Marco's FPL season? I'd actually like to hear that at this point. Things are are so bad that, like, at least that would make me smile, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really want you to smile. Jake, <laughs> you're supposed to be my co-host and you're supposed to support me. I support you in everything. I'm always trying to help you and encourage you. And now you're going to do this to me? I mean, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. Listen, I know it looks like you're down and out and things are bleak, but there's still a bajillion game weeks to go. And there's, there's a, a bajillion. Ch- and there's a small chance. Listen, it's my speech. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> okay. And there's All a right. small chance that if you put zero effort into this game you'll be able to turn things around but the more effort you put in the worse you're gonna fucking do (laughs) i'm sorry i I missed most of that i was imagining what you were doing with jizz in a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) you're the worst could you do that whole thing you're the worst player ever no i'm not doing it again i'm done okay uh patty wrote in i just can't seem to get anything right nearly at three mil overall what am i missing is it just me no i think i think it's not just you um and i think jake and i have now illustrated that uh quite clearly um let's talk about the slack community team um so the slack community team had a pretty good first few game weeks um this last game week though not so hot uh we took a minus four to move a few players around. Uh, we had to get Perez out. Um, I believe we got Martial out as well this week. Um, and so the team's on 41 points uh, with the average at, again at 49. So game week rank of five mil. Um, I don't think, nope, no more players to go. So uh, Pukaki scored uh, obviously well for us. Sala was the vice captain, Sterling the captain. Uh, Rabo with, um, with an assist in the match. Um, and so that those were the only returns for the whole team. Um, unfortunately, Cantwell was left on the bench, which is kind of a downer. But that does happen sometimes. So overall rank of 1.3 million. So not not a bad start to the year. We still have, you know, our wild card intact. And, and honestly, the team is, um, I think, well structured to, to go forward. So if uh, you listen to our podcast and you're interested in getting involved with the Slack team, um, you know, we, we run it all through our Slack channel, um, and it's kind of fun. You know, we set up polls. Well, Gaz sets up polls for us. Uh, thank you, Gaz, uh, that everybody kind of votes on for what we want to do. There's sometimes long, drawn-out discussions on which players we want to move with. Um, I'd say there's probably, I don't know, Jake, would you say like 20 people that are pretty active in it, like every single week, maybe 30 that sometimes like 10 of those people maybe just like throw in a, a vote or, or think about it once in a while. But I think 20 people are like really active. So if you think you want to kind of get involved with that, um, you can reach out um, and join our Patreon and, and we'll get you in. Um, okay. What else do we have to cover here, Jake? Um, I guess we should probably look at the League Dive leaderboard, shouldn't we? Uh, yes, we we need to do that. Yeah, I mean, there's still like a game week to go, but um, or a game game to go here, but I'm gonna pull it up. Um, let's see here. So top ten in the league dive leaderboard. Wow, and some of these people have a lot of points. Off to a really good start to the season. 
uh, Faison Khan in 10th, 9th, William Oy in 7th, uh, Simon Levi, uh, also tied for 7th, is Aditya Mirash, Mirashra. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. 6th, Ruben Lazel. 5th, Samir Said. 4th, uh, uh, Cormac Scullion. 3rd, um, Amuda Fa- Favor or Favor. In 2nd, the hardest name of all time, Frank Chechid Keppa. And in 1st, uh, Christopher Marshall with a game week uh, score of, of only 47. 351 points overall and an overall rank of 1,436. So good job by you on that one. Uh, then we also have the the PSL uh, Super League, which is the top league in the entire world. Um, everyone knows that. Uh, right after League Dive, of course, but this is this is tiered up as well. Top five. Uh, fifth, Thomas Bracken. Fourth, Stephen Toomey. Third, uh, Emma FPL. Second, Marvin Andre. And in first, uh, Jacob Close. First place of the PSL Super League, Jake. I still don't even know how that's happening. It's a mystery to me. Yeah. Um, McNulty, who's one of our um, our Patreon uh, PSL level subscribers, is going to use his disc today, his Jake Burn. He wants to use it now. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. He says... Congratulations to Jake on being top of the PSL Mini League. That was really nice of him to start it like that. Sam, I say? feel a sandwich is coming. <laughs> what kind of sandwich? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe like an open-faced, like, degrading sandwich. Is that like a thing you can order down there in Swampville? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Well, probably. Problem. All right. So he follows this up with congratulations on the one insignificant achievement in an otherwise pointless life. It's probably your biggest achievement. And in all the in all those many years of life after you were born, when your mom had and your mom had sex with the mailman, Jake's mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he kind of sandwiched it at the end with the, like little Jake's mistake. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was about the mom and the mailman thing. Yeah. Well, no, 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 I, think, no, that's that, what I'm I think that's like a British. That must be like a British thing, like your mom yeah. and the mailman. Yeah, I don't they know. must like mailmen must you know really be friendly <laughs> and get around over there. <laughs> like in America, don't you think like mailmen are more like uh, serial killer esque? That's like how we think of mailmen. Yeah, maybe like if you're really good looking in England, you become. Like, that's what you do. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to be a mailman. Like, you know, kids yeah. like around here in America are like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a firefighter. I want to yeah. be a police officer. And there they're like, I want to be a mailman because I want to <laughs> yeah. smash every single day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, How about McNulty going after your mom, though? What's up with that? Yeah. I mean, it's his burn. That's a little harsh, though. Yeah, yeah you know, it happens. McNulty's uh, not on right. my bad side. I'm going to say Yeah, that, he's on the so. stab list. Yeah, yeah, not quite there, but getting there. Really? A diss on your mother does not does not warrant stabbing? I'll let, I'll let one diss go. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I think that brings us right into it, then. Jake's mistakes. I mean... <laughs> Let's just let's get this on the table right now. Why did you wildcard Jake? That that seems to me like a Jake's mistakes. So I wildcarded because I noted that forwards were doing so well this year. And my mistake was I I didn't 
put Pookie into my team. I think, you know, I think I adjusted my team to a way that I liked it. I will say one of my biggest mistakes was I had a team with just two guys. It was, I think it was Pookie or Abraham and uh, Barnes. Um, and then I had Sun, Mane, uh, Sala, Sterling. And I think that would have been the way to go. Um, and it's too late now. But yeah, you're right. I, I probably shouldn't have wildcarded. I definitely would have had a worse week, I think. Um, I'm trying to think who I had. Uh, but it so wasn't long ago. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been fantastic either. Um, but yeah, probably shouldn't have wildcarded. It didn't make a difference this week. But I do still think my team's like set up well. The one couple players that I wish I would have brought in is Aguero because he just keeps just banging goals. Um, and then Sun. Those are the two guys. Oh, and Pookie. I, I keep thinking like Pookie's gonna fall off. Um, but hey, the only listen, time man. he, yeah. When the Pukaki party gets going, it just keeps going and going oh, and going. That, that oh never really? Because when I put him in my team, he got zero points against West Ham, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. <clears throat> Makes well. no sense to me. No, I like I don't care how bad Man City are, like which they're not. I don't understand oh, really? how you. Ba- well, they're not good. They're not as good as we thought they were. Maybe, but I don't know how you bang a goal against them but can't score against West Ham. But whatever. Well. Um, Pete wrote in, can we get some Marco's mistakes? Uh, well, first off, Pete, can you at least come up with a catchy segment name? Marco's mistakes? No, that's not going to work. Um, we could do Marco's missteps. I like that. Huh? Marco's missteps, Jake? Marco's miseries. Oh, Marco's miseries. Good one. Yeah. Uh, we already have Jake's mistakes. We can't have Marco's mistakes, Pete. So figure it out, man. My goodness. Uh, my mistakes. Uh, sure, I'm, I'm happy to share a few things that I think I, I might have misstepped on. Um, I mean, I think Ceballos, you know, maybe was not necessarily the right pick. I, I picked him because he had okay underlying stats. His price was right. And I guess with Lacazette going down injured, I kind of thought like, okay, he'll maybe play a more advanced role on the team. Uh, and, and support some of the goal scoring there. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't really put much in terms of an effort in that regard for, for Arsenal uh, in the match. Um, he did play a little bit deeper than I thought he was going to. Um, and, you know, he got, a, I think he got two shots in the match um, and, and neither of them were all that effective. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, but in terms of like my team structure, I'm pretty happy with my team structure. I That's, I guess, what is the most confusing to me right now. When I look at my squad, I look at the team and the way it's set up and I think quite highly of it. Like I think that it's, it's good. And, and that's, I guess where I'm really confused. Normally when I do poorly, I'm like, Oh, this is why, this is why I'm not doing, doing well. Uh, but I'm having a hard time identifying it right now. Um, and maybe that's just cause that's kind of how the whole season has been for me. So anyways, uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, we've got a bunch of questions, uh, that people have wrote in anything from, uh, distribution of funds to captain picks to some players like son or Arie, um, Hudson, Adoy, all sorts of fun things. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Quick shout for our Patreon. Uh, we are running a Patreon this year. Uh, we've had a bunch of people that have been really, really awesome and have joined that 
Um, it's helping to fund Jake's uh, hurricane shelter this year that he's living in by himself. Uh, and so we'd really, really appreciate anything that you can give. It helps cover the cost of our podcast. Um, and there are many, unfortunately. Uh, new members uh, can join the Slack channel, uh, can join the PSL Super League. And if you join the, the PSL top tier, uh, we'll send you a T-shirt. We're going to be doing that probably in about a month or two here, Jake, right? Probably in November or December, right? Yep. We'll get that yeah, going. So, yeah, it'll be fun. So, anyways... Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Check it out on our uh, Twitter, on our website, DiveFPL, um, or you can email us at theartofthedive.com with instructions to get some help. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Um, game week talk here, Jake. So DC, I think, can kick it off for us. And he says, is Jake miserable? I think the answer is yes. He says, I need him to be. I think he is. On a serious note, would you drop Kuhn, Cuntwell, Kuhn and Cuntwell, interesting. Uh, I think he spelt that wrong. I think he means Cantwell, or do you think he did that on purpose? I hope he did it on purpose. Yeah. I hope he it's, did it, it on purpose. It is inappropriate. It, would make me feel a lot it is. Better. Well, it is inappropriate, Jake, and I'm not going to condone that type of talk. Uh, for Tammy and Son after the Watford game, even if he hadies, uh, and he follows that up with really want Son and thinking. Uh, I'm just assuming. Oh yeah. Kuhn's minutes will be managed with with Jesus back. Thoughts? I do like I do like having Son in the team. I think that's a better move. Um, it's hard to argue against Aguero right now, but it just makes sense that he's not going to keep this pace up. Who knows though? Uh, I I so I like that switch. I would do it if I was him. Personally. So you're saying you're good with you're good with um with losing Kuhn. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm good with losing Kuhn if it brings in Sun right now. Spurs fixtures are great. I mean, I I was looking at my team like when am I going to bring Sun in and am I am I just going to drop Sterling straight to Kuhn, or straight to Sun? You know, if, I don't I don't know. I, yeah, if I you're going to if you're going to do it, you need to do it now. Right? Like yeah. so Sun the each of the last uh two seasons Son has gone on these absolute tears where he gets like 10 or 12 returns in seven game weeks or something like that. And then, I mean, if you look, it, Son's really interesting because if you actually look at like where he's at as a player, um, I mean, in terms of history, right? So like, let's rewind. So 2016-17, he had 174 points. 17-18, he had 178 points. And 18-19, he had 159 points. Now, that's nothing to like scoff at, right? But really for a player that's priced at 95 159 points is not very much last year i think he was priced at 85 or 9 right yeah i think it was 85 but i'm not 100 um, oh yeah, yeah he took a yeah, big 85 he took a big jump this year and i was surprised as well yeah so um, so yeah in in those last years he was 758 and 85 like here's the thing at 75 or 8 if he puts up 170 points, that's incredible. It's great. But now at nine and a half, if he's more, if he's closer to that 150 point mark on this season, it's going to be troublesome for you. The thing is, he goes on these tears where he just rips teams apart. Um, and so, if you're going to do it, the fixtures need to be right, which they are, and you need to get on him early. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. So that's why I feel like I've already missed the boat. But he does go away to Leicester, which I don't love. And then I may bring him in right after that. So that kind of like what what DC's talking about. 
Yeah, he is. Um, interestingly, I mean, I know the sample size is small because he missed out on the first two game weeks. He's only played in three games, uh, but he's averaging 4.5 shots per 90, which that's a lot of shooting. Um, his expected goals, interestingly, though, are only at 0.64. Um, part of that's just because of the minutes that he's played with an expected goals per 90 of 0.22. So the thing is, Sun takes a lot of shots. Uh, so that's always a plus, right? Obviously, more shots equal more chances to score points. Uh, you know, his expected per shot isn't very high, which means that he takes a lot of challenging shots. But we just know with him that he's the type of player that can go on a tear and can get a bunch of points at once. I think that if you're going to do it, you go for it now. Um, and I do agree. I think that Kuhn's minutes now will be managed a bit. Um, that said, I think that that sentiment is often overstated. Um, Kuhn does have slightly managed minutes, but we could see even from last season uh, that he, despite getting slightly managed, still had a great year with with 200 points overall. Um, and he still played 2,500 minutes on the year, which, I mean, if you look at other players kind of in that price bracket, um, you know, like Aubameyang played 2,700 minutes last year. Um, Colin Wilson played 2,500 minutes last year. Uh, Vardy played 2,700 minutes last year. So, you know, it's not like his ma- his minutes were overmanaged. Um, I know Jesus had a little injury problem last year as well, but so did Kuhn. So, uh, you know, I think that maybe we overstate that, that his minutes are managed. Yeah, agreed. And then the one nice thing, if you hold on to Kuhn, is PK's. Um, for a team like Man City, who tends to yeah. get a lot of them, where like Son, you're not gonna he may he may draw the PK, but you're not gonna have him take it with Kane on the field 90 minutes, and that's the only way Kane can score. Yeah, I personally like looking at that move. I lean hold on that. I know you're saying the other way, right? Tammy, mm-hmm. the the issue is Tammy, right? So that's the other person that's kind of in this equation. Uh, of course, you know has a hat trick this weekend. Um, is on an absolute tear, right? I mean, he's got seven seven goals um, in the five matches that he's played, averaging four shots per 90, so he's all over the place. Um, you know, I, I know people will get on me for this. Like, his expected goals are quite low, um, considering he has seven goals. So he has, he has an expected goals of 2.7. Um, now, his expected goals per 90 is, is 0.74, um, so part of the reason that his total expected goals is a little bit lower is because he didn't play a ton right at the beginning of the year. Um, so his expected goals per 90 is at 0.74, which is quite good. I mean, if your expected goals are that high per 90 minutes, I, I would take him most matches, right? Three out of every four matches he scores. Um, if he can maintain that, which I think he can under Lampard, I think he's he's a player that you're going to want in your team the rest of the season. That's just what I think. Yeah. Anyways, I don't right. have anything um, to add to that. Yeah, yeah, because I'm right and you are worthless. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, moving yeah. on. Yeah, moving on then. Steven wrote in, what's the most you're willing to spend on a single defender or as a group collectively with teams struggling to pick up clean sheets? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I guess I haven't thought of like an exact number. Have you, Jake? Zero. I'm willing to spend zero money. <laughs> zero on defenders? zero what's the cheapest i can do i don't know i would say like right now five is the kind of the where where you'd be fine it seems i, I do think um trent and Rabo just bring so much more to the table yeah um i always try to go for like attacking defender so 
I have Dinge, and then I went with like Matip and Otamendi because they do get chances for goals off corners, but they yeah. also play for teams that get a lot of clean sheets, and they just they're not getting clean sheets. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think defenders. It's a still a really small sample size, and that can change a lot over the year. But I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about it. Yeah, one thing that I want to kind of bring up about uh, my tip and Atta. Um, <clears throat> so, if we look at the returns of a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold historically, so this is going back to kind of the, the history of players, right? So, last year he scored 185 points, which is quite incredible. Um, Dinge scored 158 points last year. And uh, where was Robbo? Or let's look at Van Dyke. Van Dyke scored 208 points last year. Okay, so these players scored, you know, really, really high number of points. But if we look at players like Otamendi and Matip, so uh, Otamendi last year, now I know obviously his minutes were very limited, only scored 70 points. But if we go the two, two or three seasons before, 15-16, he only scored 104 points on 2,600 minutes of play. 16-17, he scored 100 points on 2,600 minutes of play. And 17-18, he had a great season, almost 3,000 minutes of play and 156 points. But traditionally, this guy has been a little bit closer to like the 100-point mark, right? Um, I brought him into my team, but in retrospect, when I was kind of looking at that, I, I've now become a little bit nervous that you know, historically, he hasn't had maybe the success that I thought he has in terms of being like being a higher scoring uh, a defender. And at a price of 5.4, it makes it a lot harder to justify him if he's not going to get closer to like 150 points. Well, but I think that's where you're making that judgment call that he might get closer to 150 this year if he plays most of the games with Laporte out. Now, things could change. Like, Pep could be like, I'm sick of this, like, giving up three goals to Norwich and move, like, Walker into the middle and mm-hmm. he'll play Cancelo. I don't I don't know, but I do like that uh, Otamendi is less injury-prone than Stones. That's what worried me and what yeah. made me make the switch, but... <laughs> You know, fixtures could change, things like that. I still think Newcastle defenders aren't completely wrong. Um, They tend to get, like, the defenders are, like, the only ones that score goals for Newcastle sometimes. And, like, Richie's – I think Richie's injured. I don't know. I – I just think we need to wait on defenders, and I think before like switching a lot of defenders, don't waste your transfers and just hold a little bit and give it some time. That's what I would say. Yeah, it's hard to do that right now, though, isn't it? Because, like, when you're red arrowing every single week, yeah, it's frustrating. But I do agree. I, I, there's nothing else you can do, right? Like, you, yeah, you it's can't. Just, it's yeah. just like the what are you top ones have minus. Yeah, 80s or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's you're, just, yeah, you're, yeah. It's just that they're all even. Like, every defender is the same right, right now. It's right, not right, like the, yeah. the good ones are doing that much worse. It's just that the the bad defenders are just as good. Um, So I think just give it some time. But uh, I would say maybe with like the Liverpool fixtures coming up, maybe it's not a good idea to have two Liverpool defenders anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Mark wrote in, um, speaking of Liverpool, Firmino Salah and Mane are all world-class attackers. Why not just get the one who costs 9.5, especially now that Liverpool's fixtures are suffering. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question, right? So he's talking about Firmino. Um, 
you know, Salah and Mane all kind of being compared to one another and that we often, the conversation is between Mane and Salah and, you know, why is Firmino not in the mix? Um, so Roberto, smiley Firmino, is averaging actually the most shots per 90 of those three players. He's at 4.2, um, Salah's at 3.2, and Mane's at 2.75 shots per 90. Um, and then if we reverse it, Mane's actually averaging the, the highest amount of key passes per 90 at 3 uh, Sala at 2.25 and Roberto Firmino at 1.5, which actually kind of interests me um, because he seems to be the best passer of those three players. Um, it's a good question. I, you know, for me, I don't, again, know that I, I necessarily have structured my team in a way that I could have a 9.5 mil striker uh, in the squad. And I, I guess I favored the explosiveness of like a Sala or Mane over Firmino. I know that he, Firmino will tick along. I mean, if we look at him, you know, kind of historically, he's, he's done very, very well every single year again. I mean, 160 points, 181 points, 181 points, 155 points. I mean, every year he's going to finish around, I don't know, 12, 13 goals and probably get eight to 10 assists somewhere in there. Um, he's, he's almost nailed for that every single year. I don't know though, that he has the explosive ability that, that Mane and Salah do. And so he's a little bit less captainable for me. And I think City and Poole are the, the two best attacking teams. So I want players that are the most explosive from those two teams so that I can captain them. So I guess that's why I, I have not looked at Firmino, but if you've had him thus far in your, your team, um, you're probably doing quite well because he's had a great start to the year. Yeah, I, I agree with most of that. And I think the the biggest thing for me is he's a hard price point as a, a forward to, to be at because you can't really adjust him. But I guess if you have him on your team, you're not going to be adjusting him. Yeah. That Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, Lewis says, thoughts on Pepe for people on wildcard, or do we just forget about him and get uh, Obama man? Uh, uh, you're the Arsenal expert, Jake. Uh, I mean, yeah. What do I you, mean, I was, yeah, what I do you was do? really close. I was really close to doing it because he looked pretty good against Spurs, and I didn't watch the game this weekend, but I would just argue stay the stay away from Arsenal. Uh, you know, you should have consulted me before Sabalos. I mean, I think Obama Yang's kind of different with the Lacazette injury. Like you could, you could pay for him, but Arsenal are just a disappointing mess. Like they just, you know, they have no willingness to like close games and win. They go on these streaks where like the other team just dominates them, and it doesn't matter what that team is. Like I feel like it could be like a championship team. Um, so I'm not going to spend that much money for a player like that when you could get a guy like Sun or KDB. I just don't think that is worth worth the um, the risk. Yeah, I think I, I yeah, Pepe's a good player. Um, I would definitely be going Aubameyang over him um, because of the captain ability once again, uh, and then I, I guess I agree through the midfield if you're looking at. Uh, Pepe, why are you not looking at Son, uh, who's, I think, much more explosive and has a proven track record in the Premier League? Uh, so so that's what I would suggest. Uh, Matt wrote in, please talk me into finally trading out Kane. Kane to Abba seems the simplest transfer, but I can't bring myself to pull the trigger. Um, okay, Matt, um, I'm going to do this right now. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to convince you to bring uh, Kane in uh, and, and or bring Abba in for Kane. OK, are you ready? 
Kane is bad at football. Okay, there you go. Yeah, bring Abba in, please. Uh, I, I don't understand why you're still holding out. Um, Aubameyang versus Kane, like if we look at them statistically, if that's what you're really wanting, um, I mean, uh, they're pretty close, I think. So Aubameyang is around 3.2 shots uh, per 90, which for me is going to be the big thing I'm looking at with my strikers. Um, Kane is at about three shots per 90. So, you know, their expected goals are very similar expected assists very similar um i think that obamiang and kane both have decent fixtures uh but well i guess the price the same too i don't know i mean i think obamiang is just a better pick right now with lacazette being out you know he's going to start at a really high roll all the time whereas kane is dropping so deep and if we look at the fixture run it is pretty insane for obamiang um he has at least another month with uh with Lacazette out, which means he's kind of going to play that starting central striker. I mean, do you have anything, do you think otherwise, Jake, or or no? The other thing I will say that would be another reason is that I doubt Aubameyang is going to be playing for Europa. Like, Arsenal are bad, but they should be able to get out of a Europa group stage without playing him a lot. Right. Um, where Kane in Champions League, he just always wants to play, right? Like, he wants to score, like, take goals away from his daughter or whatever, you know. <laughs> Which, I don't think that was how that went. <laughs> put his put his daughter's life on the wrist on like you know like offer her up as a sacrifice for yeah. goals. I just if I if he, I didn't touch that ball, then my daughter will be thrown onto the rail yards. Uh, yeah, that's just what I feel like, like English people would say. Yeah, so he's you know that that wears on you. It definitely does. Playing for yeah. international duty, playing playing in playing in those games, it just it's a lot. Um. Steve said, are five weeks of pretty much every decision I've made being wrong grounds to consider a minus 80? Any experience in this area would be appreciated. Jake, you have experience in that area. Don't do it, Steve. It doesn't doesn't bode well for the rest of your season if you do it. I promise you. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, uh, Sothish, I think I'm saying that right. How about Arie? Seems like a very good attacking prospect uh, at five mil um that's a good question so recently back from injury right has just played in the one match um you know got himself a shot a couple key passes in the match um and of course ended up with one assist uh the fixtures are pretty good for for spurs i mean they have leicester away southampton home brighton away watford home so okay but then they have liverpool away everton away um i don't know i'm not convinced with Spurs yet, I do think that position's nailed for him. Is that who else would compete for that right now? Don't they have a number of injuries? Well, I think that was the the hard thing. Foyth, I thought, would maybe compete, but he's out for a little bit longer. So I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, Walker Peters is also injured. It doesn't seem like he'll be out for as long, but. No, they're saying yeah, he's so Ben Ben Dinnery has him listed as a late fitness test, seventy five percent chance of playing. Kyle Walker Peters. Yeah. So I mean, eh, did did he do enough to win the spot? I feel like is the question, and I would say yes. So I I was considering bringing in a Spurs defender, but then they were so bad, and you know, go figure. They play the worst offensive team in the league, Crystal Palace. So they get a clean. So it's. I would definitely have four other defenders that you're willing to, you know, that are able to play and have some pretty good fixtures coming up just in case. 
Yeah. Uh, Amit wrote in uh, Hudson Adoy for Chelsea's game versus Brighton in two weeks. Um, I'm I'm not really all that interested in Hudson Adoy. There's been some kind of hype and talk about him. The reason I'm less interested is because there are so many players that play that same position on that team. So you've got a basically like uh, they play like a four-two-three-one, uh, and in that line of three, you've got uh, Pulisic, Pedro, William, Mount, uh, Hudson Adoy, and Barkley. So you have six players, right, that are basically fighting for three spots. It seems like Mount is the number one, like most favored player to play in the number 10 role there. Um, and so now you've basically got two spots for five players to compete in. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of rotation. I think that there's, uh, you know, Adoy has a lot to do before he's going to be able to solidify himself in that lineup. And so I would probably just stay away I agree. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, McNulty wrote in, I am all out for 28 points. Wow, did worse than me. That's impressive. Um, triple Liverpool defense and triple city attack didn't quite go to plan. Do I have a gambling problem as I'm always chasing the big scores? Where can I get help? Does the Patreon subscription include therapy sessions? Um, let's answer that last question first. We can provide therapy sessions, but we will likely make things worse. Um, because we're pretty bad at the game too. And can you imagine Jake providing a therapy session? I mean, just really, um, that's, that's grounds for, for not good mental health treatment. Okay. I don't so think don't, it would be that bad. Mm, Jake, okay. come on, okay. man. You can't, right. you, first off, you don't, you don't encourage me. So that's bad. That's like the mm-hmm. one person you actually know. Can you imagine if it was a stranger? I mean, maybe I'm nicer to strangers. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's just stupid. Uh, McNulty, um, you know, I hope you don't have a serious gambling problem. That would really suck. Uh, it's easy to chase the big scores in this game and to want to want to be... I mean, everybody, right, wants to just hit the guys right. And, and it's hard to take a risk and pick a player that maybe hasn't been scoring. So we chase a little bit. The thing is, the, the triple Liverpool defense and triple city attack is was a pretty interesting approach i've seen the number of managers do it and i do think that it'll come good at some point it's just right now oh my goodness it's been brutal so players have been scoring that maybe we we didn't anyone a lot of people didn't anticipate right kind of like on teams that maybe aren't traditionally high scoring teams and so it's just how it goes sometimes 28 points is very low um you can you can dm us if you need some help i'll i'll send you encouragement we won't let jake try to try to ruin things for you okay all right uh desperately seeking dusan wrote in um is it time to draw this is a big question jake are you ready mm-hmm. uh is it time to draw a line under big at the back uh there has been a change this season and that's the emergence of the 6.5 to 7.5 million striker i think there are nine mids and forwards in that bracket outperforming the top defender taa I am loath to remove TAA. I like the use of loathe there. Uh, and Robbo from my team in case defensive performances improve with the return of Allison, but City question mark, they look appalling. I don't buy the narrative of keeping possession equals no conceding. Ada is terrible and should have gone in the summer. Zinch is awful. Stones is awful, although injured a lot. I think company made a huge difference and they will miss Laporte's quality hindsight but City should have bought a big name replacement for company um I mean Jake is big at the back so I think let me start with this I think when we say big at the back people often think 
it means that you have you're going five at the back and i think that there's a difference right there's a difference between saying i'm playing five at the back and i'm spending a lot more money in my defensive line now i have kind of like distributed personally i think i've distributed my my funds pretty equally throughout my three lines um but i don't know like big at the back is it done jake Oh, it's done playing five defenders. I want to play three defenders next week. That's that's done for me for sure. Um, I think the the teams that really struggle to score right now are still Crystal Palace, Newcastle for the most part, um, and Sheffield. You know, like those Southampton maybe as well. Those are like the teams that I like to see coming up as like you know who who we're playing against if i have defenders but i also agree like spending a lot at the back right now is i'm a little bit concerned i i still like taa and i like dinge but dinge is going to be out of my team as soon as his fixture switch so um i think after game week like 12 or 13 he has a terrible run of fixtures and he'll be gone um so yeah that's my thought on it yeah, and I think Kenny McDowell asked a good question just kind of that follows up. Is it okay to, to redisperse funds by downgrading a defender like Dinge or Zinchenko to a 4.0 and also to try to get like a 4.0 bench uh, keeper to get like one of those other forwards like a, a Wilson or Abraham from Greenwood? So basically saying like, should I drop a defender really, really low so I can bump one of my low for or low forwards up to like a mid price. And then he says, would you take a minus four or a minus eight to make that happen? Um, I think it's completely reasonable at this point in the year until the team start proving to us that they're going to get some clean sheets. We, we probably need to make some adjustments and there are, are a lot of midfielders like, um, Desperately Seeking Dusan said uh, that our midfielders and strikers in that 6.5 to 7.5 range that, that are performing at a high level right now. I don't know that I'd take a minus eight. If if it's in your long-term plans, you know, I would look at a minus four to maybe do that. But an eight seems pretty hefty um, given kind of where we're at in the season right now. Um, Thomas Bracken wrote, wrote, and I think that we should just hit this right now, Jake, like how do you get a captain pick right? I am close to just perma-captaining one player and leaving it to save the bother. Um, I, I've, uh, I'm quite nervous about that myself, Jake. I haven't gotten many captain picks right. Neither of you. What do we got to do? Because we've been trying to just pick like the, the simple pick, right? So we look at which teams are performing poor defensively. We look at which teams are performing the best offensively. We try to pick a player on that team. It hasn't been going well. Yeah, it's been kind of bad luck. I mean, Sterling hit the post. I'm pretty sure this weekend I didn't watch, but I don't know how many other chances he had. I'm I I still think rotating your captain armband is a good thing to do. I just mm-hmm. think I've been unlucky, honestly. Um but but um yeah, I don't I mean, at least you've gotten like some returns the last couple of weeks with with having it on Sala. You I, know, I didn't I don't, have it on Sala. Oh, oh, this week oh, yeah. you did Sterling as well, that's right. Oh, yeah. man, I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I just this has been my worst run of captain armbands I think I've ever had. I wish I had good advice to, to give people on it. Um, I, I tend to do decent on my captain picks. Uh, so I, I don't really know. I haven't hardly nailed one the entire year and, and I don't know why. I, I think that the the logic is sound in terms of my picks, but the returns just haven't been there. I know that's just how this game works sometimes and you have to 
you have to eat that, right? You have to deal with it. So, what do you, what Who, do you think about Sterling? Like, is Sterling frustrating? I didn't watch the game, so I don't know how many chances he had. But this is two blank game weeks in a row for him against like not that difficult a competition. That's right. kind of like to pay twelve million for that. I, I mean, I know he can just go crazy and get hat tricks, but with everyone else doing well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, my thoughts are that he has you know five goals in five game weeks. Um, mm-hmm. so that's pretty solid. Uh, statistically, you know, his expected goals are pretty high. He's at four expected goals, um, and expected goals per 90 of 0.78, uh, which is super, super high shots per 90 of 3.6. Um, there's very few players that are even in that realm, um, in, in the game right now. I know that again, the sample size is really, really small, but like you said, you know, he, he had a, a chance, good chance this weekend. Um, he's always in dangerous areas just with the style that that they play as a team. Um, I mean, just to like give you some comparison, like if you were to go from Sterling to Mane, right? Like Mane is averaging a shot less per game and an expected goals of per 90 of, of only 0.44. So he's, he's, I think Sterling is performing at a very high level. We just haven't seen the returns in the last two weeks. And Personally, I plan to hang on to him for a little bit more and kind of see how that plays out. I, I think that he's probably going to return, you know, okay. 225 plus points on the year. So, and you, th- I, I guess then, you know, and I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like talking people off a cliff, which I think is helpful. So I do agree with that. The question then becomes, though, those players like Mount or Cantwell, I definitely mm-hmm. think you want to have them in your team. Um, are they going to be more useful throughout the season because they can distribute like goals and assists a little bit more? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I decided to go with Abraham instead of Mount. Um, I didn't feel like I wanted two Chelsea players, right? Like two Chelsea uh, attackers in my team. I um, I desperately reg- regret that. Um, I think that Mount is a is a very good pick and a good player to have in on your squad. Um, obviously he's gained a bunch of value as well. So now it's like almost hard to get him in, you know, at kind of his price point. Um, and same thing with Cantwell, right? Another player that maybe doesn't put up like super high underlying stats, but for his price and, uh, for the position that he plays on the pitch, a really good player to have. I, I would like to try to get my team to the point where I could have both of them in my team. And then I'd feel comfortable starting either of them whenever I want. Um, I really wish I would have just done on my wild card, but I made a little change to try to get um, a, a defender, a better defender in, which I wish I would not have done. So it's yeah. just how it goes. I think I think that's my plan too. Get get rid of maybe my third striker, like Bar- maybe drop Barnes down eventually. I, I mean, I'll probably mm-hmm. hold him for a while, but yeah, I think that's Mount's a good player to have. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's uh, wrap some things up, Jake. Um, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com, and on Facebook. You can download our podcast basically anywhere the podcasts are found. We really appreciate if you subscribe um, and if you leave a review, uh, that really helps grow our podcast audience. Um, and of course, you know, on Twitter, that's a big space that we distribute the pod. And um, we're really lucky a lot of people help us move that around. But if you wouldn't mind going on there and liking it and retweeting it for us, um, that helps help uh, helps us spread the pot as well. Jake, do you have anything else to add at the end of this? What is a wonderful FPL day and podcast? Did we, did we do captain shouts? Did you want to do that? Oh, God. Who do you want for captain? Sterling can't suck again, right? 
yeah. That's Sterling? who I have it on right now. I don't, I don't <laughs> I, know. Or Kuhn if you have him, obviously, I guess. Yeah. Wofford have been bad, so might as well yeah. just bring, have Sterling or Kuhn. Yeah. And then we'll get it wrong and just hate everything again. Okay? Okay. Yeah, that works for All me. Right. Yeah, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>